Driveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Going electric? Plug into the Kia e-range of EVs and PHEVs. Kia. Movement that inspires. 0818 715 815. Hello, good afternoon and you're very welcome to Liveline. Yesterday during Storm Barra, uh, the Belfast or Blind bus uh, travelled and got there and uh, as we heard last week, a lot more people from the south are having their cataracts sorted out uh, for a relatively small fee. Most of it is covered by the HSE but there's a lot of paperwork but as we heard uh, from Michael Collins TD last week, uh, if you contact him at the Oroctus, michael.collins at oroctus.ie, um, they organised the bus, they organised the paperwork and it as I say, even during the storm yesterday they travelled and there's 21 people travelled up yesterday. Five more buses are going up north over the next week and a half, right up to the eve of Christmas Eve uh, to uh, assist people in this really important operation, cataracts, because uh, our uh, story and it began uh, last Thursday when we were contacted by a Dublin man, Brendan O'Brien, and this is what he told us. So I decided to ring them the other day. Okay. And I was politely told, yes, I might get an appointment in four years' time. So I told the girl, well, sorry, but uh, four years, I'm 82, heading for three, I could be in heaven or somewhere else by then, or gone blind. Brendan O'Brien. Hello, Joe. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You got it done. When did you get it done, your cataracts? I got it done this morning. Well, that's a lot quicker than four years. It sure is. I, it's the power of Joe Duffy. This is not. Tell us, it's the, it's the power of Brendan O'Brien and oh. your your voice. Tell us what happened. Well, uh, I know uh, listeners will know that on the programme last week, when you came on, uh, Michael Collins came on on behalf of this group that they've organised for uh, a while now called Belfast or Blind. It's a bus. They organise everything for you. You have to pay some money up front. Well, you pay a lot of money up front, unfortunately, um, but you then get it back to the HSE. Now, you were... You were, he said they had an appointment for you yesterday in Belfast and That's they could right. get it done this morning. But something else happened, dramatically. So, what happened, Brendan? Yeah, dramatically, on uh, Monday, I got a phone call from the Ironeer Hospital. In Dublin. In Dublin. Yeah. To tell me they could see me on Tuesday for an assessment Great. and yesterday. on Wednesday for the operation. And when? And you, that was duly done. So you've had the first eye done? I've had the first eye done this morning. Brilliant. And what was, the, now, what, what was that like? Is it painful or...? It is the most... Do you know what? It's easier than having a shave. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt nothing. They just put a few eye drops in, waiting around for a short space of time, brought in into the operating theatre, and Brendan went off for a snooze while they were doing the job. And then you woke up, and I presume... And then I woke up and yeah. all done and dusted. And from... Where do you live? In Ring's End, is it? Where do yeah. You, yeah, OK. From Ring's End to the Ioneer there on the Adelaide Road and the operation and back again, how long did it take? I was in the Ioneer this morning at uh, about a quarter to eight. I was back home by half twelve. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now did, they, did they... Are they... Well... The, they, will, the main thing is they did it. That's the they main done thing. It. Now, yeah. what they said to me there this morning was that 
Somebody heard the broadcast last week, said it was bad publicity for the hospital, and the head man was informed, and he says, right, I'll do something for that man. And true enough, here I am, Joe. Okay. Again, it's ju- down to live line. It's, it's down to Brendan O'Brien line, not, not live line, <laughs> Brendan O'Brien line. But Brendan, it's also, we also want to say to people, because cataracts, you were explaining it so well last week, how awful it is. And we had other people on with cataracts. You're not getting any younger. It's a ticking clock. That's and right. Be, and then we discovered about this bus that, as I went up yesterday. That Michael Collins does, yeah, yes. And there's, and there's a load of them going up now before Christmas. So there are options for people. There are options. And um, we want, want people to know that because no one should have to wait four years uh Unless, unless you, you're in a time machine in Ring's End and travelling backwards rather than forwards on the calendar. Oh, yeah. Um, Wouldn't you, we all love that? So, so when will you be able to take the patch off? Um, I can take the patch off, actually, tomorrow. But oh. then you, you have a procedure you do yourself. You put uh, Drop. eye drops in yeah, four times a day for a month and well, well some done. of them for two weeks well and done. one for four weeks. So... I should be able to see Santi anyway. Yeah, you may be able to see, and I just got a copy of the Christmas edition of the RT Guide, the bumper issue. There's something like 700 movies on over Christmas. Oh, lovely. <laughs> John Wayne, from John Wayne to Knacking Cole to Benedict Cumber, but they're all there, they're all there. Uh, Listen, Brenda, congratulate. When do you get the second eye done? Uh, he said sometime after Christmas, not not too long after Christmas. Okay, well, keep us informed. Yeah. And the great thing is, Brendan, they do your eyes while you wait. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I so, must say, Joe, thanks a million. No, thank you for contacting us. And thanks oh. thanks again to that other group who are still thundering on the Belfast yeah. or Blind Bus. And I have to, de- the details are on our website. I have well, to contact them. Let's um, get it started. Okay. Yeah. The, Bre- the Brendan O'Brien line is open now. Thank you, Brendan. Look after yourself and take the drops every day as you're told to do. Do you hear me? Mm. Take the drops every single day. Oh, I yes. will, yeah. Yes, okay. Right. Okay, Joe, uh, have thank a good, you. Have a good Christmas, Brendan. And That's yourself. Brendan O'Brien. And many, many more than please God. Uh, Karen Duque. Karen has contacted us with a different story, but the same uh, system in many ways. Karen, good afternoon. It's about your father, and your father is called Anthony. It is, Joe, yeah. That's uh, it. And what's, that's what's, right. what's happened? Um, it's a bit of a long story, Joe. Um, it's been going on for... About 10 years now or more, um, my dad's always suffered with terrible back pain and neck pain. Okay. And, um, we've attended public and private um, doctors. We've paid for scans. We've had scans done publicly as well. And nothing was ever showing up. So we were very concerned because over the years, he's, he's getting worse. Okay. And, um, it's, it's more his walk and Joe and his balance. Right. Uh, he can't walk properly. He's he's sixty four years of age, and he's he's it's it's as more as his back and his legs. He's he struggles basically. Um. So years after, we eventually got a diagnosis back in May, out okay. in Mount Hospital to yeah. say that the problem is my dad basically has an extra nerve. In layman's terms, my dad has an extra nerve okay. and there's no room in the spinal cord where therefore his nerves are squashed and that's affected. Ah, okay. Balance his, his movement in his arms and his movement in his legs. So someone has and to go in a newer or whatever a newer surgeon or go in and, and widen the spinal widen cord. Widen the spinal okay. cord, yeah. Okay. So it's a big enough operation. Sounds like it. So yeah. what, and he's not getting any younger. 
They he's say, not getting did, any younger, and at the moment, he's deteriorating very, very quickly in front of us. And did, oh, that's a pity. And did he say, did the hospital say to him, you need this operation ASAP? We, yes, we were told we'd have it done in six to eight weeks. So, so that was back in May, and here we are now okay. in December. Okay, so take um, it, you, you got a date. We got three dates. We've been given okay. three, well, three times. We start have start with the first one and what happened and how close okay. how close to the operation was it abandoned? Right, so the first one, the operation date was for September, the beginning of September, September. Built ourselves up. As you can imagine, the anxiety yeah. my dad's been going through is unbearable. Yeah. Um, built ourselves up and for the first one, we got a phone call at 10 o'clock in the morning on the day he was to be admitted to say that they won't be admitting him, that there was no beds. No beds, full stop. No beds, no. So the operation okay. was abandoned. Okay. Um, now, I have to say, we were quickly given a second date. Okay. Um, and that date then was for October. The following month? Yeah. Okay. So in in, in Bowmount again. All of this in Bowmount, yeah. Out in Bowmount again, yeah. So, so the, the second one... We actually, he went, had his COVID test done on the Monday. He was admitted in on the Tuesday. All the tests done, kept in overnight, monitored, prepped for surgery the next morning. And at nine o'clock, he was told he had to go home. Why? So we were given three different reasons for this. The first reason was there was a COVID outbreak on the ward. Mm -hmm. The second reason from a different member of staff was that there was no bed for him after surgery. No ICU bed, yeah. And then the total reason was that one of the machines that monitored him while he was asleep was broken, so they couldn't go ahead with the operation. So we were very confused. One of the machines that would monitor him in surgery In surgery under the anaesthetic was broken. Okay, so that's the second operation. I cannot imagine, if I was told I needed a spinal operation in Bowman, which is the National Neurosurgical Unit, I'd be out of my mind. I would, of course, agree to go for it as quick as possible, but I'd be out of my mind waiting for it. Yeah, the weight is after falling off him. He's he's just a different man, Joe. He really is. And I'd just love for the the team that's cancelling the operation to be able to see him at the moment. Okay, so, how, how so, so he when he was sent home in the morning of the 12th of October, um, was he given another date? We were given a date then for yesterday. And what happened? I'm afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. Well, I rang up last week to see was the operation still going ahead because I do understand with the current situation, I do understand yeah, there's a yeah. lot of pressure and I'm not slating the hospitals in any way. But I rang up and they told me that no procedures had been cancelled so far and as far as they're concerned, it's going ahead. So to ring up yesterday at ten past three and to be told again there's no bed for him, devastating. And they were... And did he get to the hospital yesterday? He didn't get to the hospital yesterday. He didn't even get there. No, he didn't even get to the hospital. And who was with him when he got the news that it was gone again? His sister. And how did he react? Did she tell you? Oh, see, she's, for us to see a grown man cry like that was awful, she said. So here we are again. And were you given a reason yesterday? Just that there was no bed available for him. And were you given a new date yesterday? No. We weren't. Oh God. And what's his quality of life? He hasn't really, he's, he can't walk far distances, Joe. He's 
he's in constant pain. He sleeps in a bed with my mother and he's his he has involuntary movements in his legs and arms. So my mum basically gets punched and kicked and Why? so well we're hoping we get we get there soon. Yeah. We really are. And he take any date, would he? Oh, anything at this yeah. stage. It's the mental torture that he's going through at the minute. And us as a family as well. It's it's the it's the anxiety and the yeah. it's it's a mix of everything. It's anxiety, fear, hope. It's everything all mixed in together. And do they say it's a normally a successful operation insofar yeah. as Yeah, well that's good yeah. that's good news anyway. So to see him to be able yeah. to see him yeah. and get some of his uh, independence back. Or some of us to be able to so walk. I'm just looking back at the dates. Was there was there one date where he was actually gowned up and ready to go down? That was the that was the, the October date in the in the morning of the October. So he thought it was yeah he minute, was told he'd minutes given, away. Yeah, he was told he'd be given a number and he'd be taken down to surgery, and then mm. a nurse came up and had to tell him that he had to go home. Okay, and. He would he would take it this side of Christmas. Just, He'd take still a good any three weeks. Yeah. And I just hope the next day we are given that it just goes ahead because I don't think he can take much more. Yeah. Of the not knowing and of the anticipation building yeah. up to the operation and waiting for the operation okay. and waiting to see will it go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's that side of it that's very tough as well. Yeah, I know the psychological side of it is. Yeah. And has he anyone, apart from his great family, has he anyone advocating for him in the hospital, like a social worker or a public Mm -hmm. health nurse? No, sure. That can can get a. Well, I'm sure they know the anxiety. Yeah. Um, But I'm. I'm, 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 I know they'd say try and reassure him and say, Anthony, listen, this operation will be a success. Bear, bear with us. Does he? Does he leave the house? No, he doesn't very seldom leave the house. We okay. we live, we it takes him too long to walk, Joe, if I'm being honest. He can't yeah. he's too nervous. He's too unsteady okay. on his feet. Okay. Um So I'm just hoping we can get the story out there. I, I know there's other patients in I know the same that, situation. I, know. I I do know that. Yeah. But it's it's the humanity of it as well. And yeah. I know there's humanity everywhere. Um Karen Duque, it's a very unusual name, by the way. D U C Q U E. It is, yeah. Where's your dad from? It's French, as far as I know. French, it's way back. Man, yeah. yeah. It is. I have to go to France for the operation. <laughs> Karen Duque. <laughs> okay, Karen, we'll keep in touch. Joe, please, thanks please God, it, I, what do people do when they're desperate? Do they pray? Do they ring their TD? I don't know. It, it's so well, hard on people, really, especially at these. That's why we've got in contact with you as yeah, well, just to the, get a story here. Yeah. Okay, and hopefully it has been heard. Karen Duque, kind regards to your fantastic dad, Anthony, and, and your mother. What's your mother's name? Kathleen. Kathleen to the two of them. Uh, please, God, now, uh, fingers crossed. And he's he's a great team campaigning for him in his yeah. in his daughter. So keep it going, keep it going. That's Karen Duque pleading on behalf of her father. Anthony was due to go in for a relatively, and this is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a simple spinal operation, but a relatively successful uh, operation. Normally, 14th of September, he was given. He was in there getting ready. Told no. Uh, 
no beds. Set 12th of October, he was actually gowned up to go down for the operation and he was told either no beds or a COVID outbreak. And yesterday, ready to go again and get a phone call at the last minute to say uh, the machine needed for the operation was broken. They, they were the three different reasons given at three different occasions. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815.